So, Michelle. So, David. Well. Hi. I, 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 I'm a little breathless. It's, Why? It, everything's happening at the moment. So much is happening. I've got no idea what to talk about half the time. Well, I feel like we've covered a lot of it. But every time I think we've covered it, some idiot goes and does something else. I mean, you've got Iran that's up in flames. You've got China and they've you've just... You've got Ukraine. You've got Russia. You've you, got... Oh, like, the UK. The UK. How much fun is that? <laughs> it's like, it's like, wow, how many train wrecks can you have in one afternoon? And they're everywhere. They're now, everywhere. The great thing about this was I sort of sat down and a little thing popped up and okay. it was all about what's going on in Ukraine. Yes. In that we've had the Nord Stream sabotage. Yep. Then we had the bridge sabotage. Yep. Now, and I love this, I, I spotted it just the other day day on a Russian chat show, they're basically saying that the Ukrainians are going to nuke themselves and blame Russia. Uh, Because that's something that, you know, a normal society would do. Well, hang on. Here's the really interesting thing. There's a little operation out there called False Flag. Okay. And I thought, considering what's going on in Russia, and pretty much the worst thing was on Reddit last night, I'm sitting there going through Reddit doing my Reddit troll, and then someone went, this is what will happen to the Earth if Russia launches a nuclear missile. And it's basically like, we're dead, mate. So I thought, let's have a look at false flags and see exactly what these people are playing with. Okay. Sounds good. Cool. You're listening to I Spied, the false flag of Australian intelligence. If you're battling the bulge and you really want to lose weight, listen to I Spied because we've got great dietary ideas. First, just strap this bomb vest on yourself and guarantee you, you are going to lose so much weight in a minute. Oh my God. Ready? Hello and welcome to I Spied. My name is Michelle Stevenson. I'm here with David Callan in what feels like an eternity together. Yes. I just realised, I reflected on this the other day. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's uh-huh. been like almost three years. Marriages don't last this long. I know. <laughs> I mean, I think it's because we're not having sex. I think, well, yeah, look, trust me, that's the thing that keeps us together yeah. is you know, the absolute disappointment you the no doubt have. The fact that you have. keep your clothes on keeps oh, yeah. us 100% the, present. The, you know, I don't even go swimming around you, right? <laughs> Thank God. Now, look, today I want to yes. talk about false flags. Yes. Now, the interesting thing is what's going on with false flags. The way we look at false flags now and the way false flags originally yeah. is quite different. Right? Mm. Now, a false flag is a maritime term, as you would probably no doubt be, mm. uh, realise, in that it is to fly false colours, to put a false flag on your ship yep. and then do Pretend to be to, someone else. Pretend to be someone else. And, but Like if you're thing. a pirate. <laughs> well, they're the guys who started it yes. back in the 16th sounds, century. Sounds like something pirates would do. They would stick a flag on and go, hey. We're friendly. We're English. <laughs> and then as soon as they got up close, up we go the- Stab, stab. Yeah, skull crossbones <laughs> and are we're not. <laughs> now, the thing is, with yep. a false flag, once combat begins, you must remove the false flag and put up the real one. Really? Uh, yeah, there's, this, uh, there are rules. There are rules of engagement. There are rules, right? Okay. There are rules under the Geneva Convention and also the Hague Protocol. And there's quite a few rules, though. The word war is never mentioned. Okay. But these are rules of war. Now, the whole thing is, a great example of it was Germany used a huge false flag operation. Mm. Well, actually, it's not a false flag operation. That's incorrect. I won't talk about that one first. I'll talk about the one Germany did use during the Battle of the Bulge. Oh, right. yes. The during the Battle of the Bulge. Bulge, where, of course, the American line was stretched. The uh, mm. Germans went, hang on, we can press you back. So they attacked. But what they did is they sent Waffen-SS soldiers behind 
the American lines in American uniforms. Right. Now, this was brought up at the Nuremberg trials, and the leader, I think his name was Skorsky or something, the commander of the operation, was put on trial for war crimes. And even the Americans turned around and went, no, 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 no war crimes here. Because despite the fact that they were wearing American uniforms behind enemy lines, mm. as soon as they found themselves in combat, they dropped the uniforms and fought in their own. Oh. Again, okay. that, that by the rules- Coolio. We don't mind if you pretend to be us. I love how there's rules for yeah. this stuff. Well, yeah, there were. These <laughs> rules are beginning to break I was going to say, down. I can't imagine these rules still going. Well, funnily enough, they, they kind of are. But um, another example of a false flag, and it's a very important one for Australia, was on the 19th of November 1941 when the HMAS Sydney was sunk off the coast of mm. Western Australia yep. by an, a, a German ship, the Cormoran. Now, the Cormoran was originally a uh, freighter. Mm. It was um, it was a freight ship. There we go. It was a freighter. There we go. Let's just call it that. But it had been decked out as a raider. Okay. The Germans did that a lot. And this thing had a really high success rate. It like sunk something like seven ships or no, 11 ships yep. until it met up with the, the Sydney. Flying false colours, got close to the Sydney and opened fire. Now, the thing is it also had a high fire rate, a much higher fire rate than the Sydney. And also the Sydney would have been caught on the hop there trying to get their guys onto the guns. The Sydney was sunk, loss of all hands, which was 645 men. It's the worst maritime disaster in Australian history, military moment. Now, the Cormoran had to be scuttled because it was damaged and there were 318 of the 399 complement of men on that ship survived. They were then placed in prison camps in Australia and spent their war eating lamb. I don't know. Um, (laughs) Whatever we did with them. But that was a case of, boom, that is a false flag op where you go, we're going to wave a flag, we're pretending to be someone else, and as soon as the fighting starts, our real flag goes up. So riddle me this. If you, under a false flag operation, you kill all these people, then you're captured and you become a prisoner of war. When the war ends, are you released? Well, that's though- what, yeah. Well, that's what happens with prisoners of war. No, I know, but like, if you've done this under a false flag. Well, here's the thing about false flag: right. if you continue to fight in the uniform of the enemy, or continue to fight under the flag of your opposition, so you continue to, yeah. If you remain under the false flag, so- you can be shot as a spy. Oh, right. There was a very famous case. I mean, they based the movie The Great Escape on it where a whole bunch of prisoners escaped a prison camp. They were disguised in – they changed their uniforms to look like civilian clothing Mm. and something like 50 of them were shot because they went, you're spies. You're not in uniform. You're operating behind enemy lines. There is no indication that you are wearing your military uniform. One guy got away with it. I mean, the Steve McQueen character who got away by just showing his American captain's bars. But the whole thing was if you're caught in somebody else's uniform – You can be shot as a spy. So it behooves you to then go run up our real flag. Here we go. Now, there were a lot of conspiracy theories around the uh, Sydney sinking, and it wasn't until 2008 they found the cormorant. Uh, the German ship, they found the wreck, and then they found the Sydney, I think, a couple of months later. And where they were located and the damage that was done to the ships, they realised, no, this is how this battle would have stretched right. out. Now, admittedly, the only witnesses to it were German sailors. Right. There were no Australians left. They were all killed. So it's a really important thing to remember that even though false flags seem really, really unfair, they are regarded as genuine acts of war. Now, here's an interesting point that nobody really talks about at the moment is when was the last time the United States declared war? Hmm. Yeah, good question. I don't think they actually do. They haven't since 1941. Yeah. And the last time Russia declared war? 
I don't think I don't think these countries. Yeah. I don't think these countries actually declare war. They don't. Now this is the interesting thing. Now the way you can get a false flag to start morphing, mm. and there's a, quite a few examples of it. One was the start of the Second World War yep. when Germany put some of their soldiers in Polish uniforms and then attacked a radio tower on the Polish German border and a German tower, and then went, "Oh my God, how terrible! You couldn't do that. Oh, we must invade Poland." Right. Yep. So a lot of the time, false flags are used as instances as preparation for war, but they're not truly false flags. I mean, they actually left a German soldier, in a, a dead German soldier in a Polish uniform at the tower. So when people went in and went, what happened to the tower? They found the dead Polish, and I'm doing air quotes for yeah. no reason, at the tower. So they could go, look, it was the it was the Polish. So would it be a false flag if, you know, how Putin destroyed his own civilians so he could basically say, I'm going to go to war with This is the really Crimea. good, yeah, here's you know the really I mean? good point. Yeah, now that's now we're getting into the dark side of what we call yes. um, false flag or what everyone now calls it. The grey zone. The grey zone. Because it's, it's like it's like commercial that well, not commercial, but like that bit of um, footage that I shared with you yeah. about the man waiting at the bus stop. Yeah. And they said he was there, and he had bombs on him, and yeah. and the Russians came and stopped him. They said he was Ukrainian and yeah. he was going to blow shit up. Yep. Yeah. But everyone was like, "Well, there's a lot of like things that are really wrong with that." And well, that wouldn't have happened. There's quite a few things going on at the moment. There's a yeah. lot of balls in the air when it comes to the Ukraine, and a lot of stuff that's grey zone, false flag. We don't call yeah. it grey zone anymore, by the way. <laughs> but I like that. People are not calling it grey zone because they think it's actually unfair. It should yeah. be regarded as hybrid warfare. Hybrid warfare. It's like my Lexus. It runs on electricity and on gas. It's all smoke and mirrors. Yeah, right. And here's the thing. The interesting thing is like Nord Stream. So they blew up those two pipelines. They've mm. now got footage of the pipelines and something like 50 metres of these pipes have just gone. Right. Right. They destroyed them. Now, the thing was neither of those pipes were being used. One wasn't being – the Germans said, we're not going to use Nord Stream 2. That right. had been shut down. Nord Stream 1 was there. And the, the thing is, there's all of this evidence coming out left, right and centre. Like, the Russians are saying, we wouldn't do it. Why would we do that? Why would we destroy our own pipeline when we're trying to sell this stuff, despite the fact that it's been sanctioned and the Germans don't want to buy it? Yeah. Then the, they say, it must have been the Americans, because Joe Biden said, Nord Stream will not work. If, you know, We will shut it down no matter what we need to do. So there is that supposed confession from him. But who really benefits? Benefits from Nord Stream going down offline? This is a really good question. The Ukraine. Because right. to get gas to Germany, they have to send it through the pipes in the Ukraine. Now, the right. Ukraine, for years, have siphoned gas off. They've gone, if you send stuff through those pipelines across our territory, we're taking gas out. Well, that's like a tax. So, yeah. Now, the whole thing is, if they're at war with Russia and Russia go, well, let's shut down those pipes, they lose their gas. Yeah. And if the Russians can get it through the Baltic Sea, they still lose the gas. But if they in some way force the Russians to use the pipes going through the territory, they get their gas back. Yeah. So the other one is a lot of people are saying it was Poland. Why Poland? Because Poland hate Russia. <laughs> Sorry, before we go any further, Poland hates Russia, all right? Because they're looking for any excuse. Yeah, no K-I-S-S sitting in a tree. They do not like each other. And the other thing is the day that the pipeline went down, yep. Poland opened a new pipeline. Oh. Yeah. Real right? quick. So this is the thing that's really fun. It's like, And this is why people don't like using grey zone or grey zone yeah. anymore is because it becomes conspiracy theory based. Right. Because a lot of this, I mean, I have- Honestly, I have, on behalf of you all, taken a lot of conspiracy stuff on board and it has 
done my head in. It's crazy. It's nuts. Once you start going down that rabbit hole. Yeah, and look, it's a very deep rabbit hole and at the bottom there is a mad hatter having a tea party and he doesn't make a good Earl Grey. Oh, my favourite one at the moment, which we were just recently talking about, is the fact that birds are fake. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure that one out. I know. Uh, (laughs) It's so crazy. Why would nature create a fraud quite like it? But anyway, Anyway. here's the one. The one that's really interesting and really gives you a good idea of what's going on is the bridge. Right. right? The Kirsch Bridge. The Kirsch Bridge. The bridge between Russia and Crimea. Now, they built that thing very quickly. It was about $3.8 billion worth to throw together. And then somebody blew it up. Yes. And it's not completely blown up. No. The towards Russia side of the road is still open. It's a little damaged, but it's still open. The train line is gone and, um, well, not gone, but it's certainly damaged. And, of course, one side of the road is in the water. Now, the interesting thing about that was their greyzone.com or greyzone magazine. Greyzone. I just like saying that word. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, this magazine came came up with a theory. They got a document from mm. MI6 that MI6 planned the attack. Oh. Yeah. Now, the interesting why? thing about that was- Why? Well, you know what? When you're working for a- Like when you're allied with another country, oh, guys, have you thought about blowing up this bridge? Right. Ukraine, we go, we thought about it, but we don't know how to do it. Now, well, how about this? We're going to get one of our guys to sit down with a couple of his mates mm. and they're going to draw up a plan, which they did. And they wound up with a six-page PDF. That immediately made me go, Hang on a minute. <laughs> um, why would it be a PDF? Yes. Um, <laughs> generally, you put this thing on paper. Uh, there was supposedly a big presentation in MI6 with Ukrainians at the meeting, and they went, here's how you do it, right? Now, it involved uh, maritime, uh, like ships, missiles, mines, SAS guys. It, yeah. it involved, it was a hugely complicated affair. That is not what happened. Right. Basically, what they were going to do is they're going to blow up the two pylons holding the highest span the ships can go under because their whole idea was let's not just cut off the road, let's cut off the Azov Sea to Russia so they're stuck. They can't resupply the Donbass in that area. What actually happened was somebody drove a truck up onto the bridge and blew it up. Okay. Right. Now, here's the really interesting thing about that is, and this is what I love. I remember I told you about how I was very lucky to read the Pan Am flight disaster over, uh, was it Dunblane in- in, Yeah, so lucky to read that. Oh, no, 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 seriously, because you read it and you suddenly go, oh, my God, this is how they do it. That was months before anyone could get their hands on it. They had an explosive expert, a US explosive expert, who just took one look at the footage and went, that's thermite, yet this is a military operation. Yeah. He just turned around and went, Military operation, definitely it has to be a military operation because the way it was timed and the yeah. way it was done, yeah. the train that was on fire, yeah. that was full of fuel. Oh. Right. Now, they had the wherewithal to, I know there was going to be a fuel truck, a fuel yeah. train on that bridge, yeah. and to be in the right spot to blow their truck up to set fire to the train at the same time. And also where they blew it up, they knew that it would, if one piece of the bridge fell down, it would pull other pieces of the bridge down and away we went. So there was this incredible like plan that had absolutely nothing to do with MI5. But the thing is, who done it? Well, yeah, I don't know. Right. Well, that's the big thing because the Ukrainians have blamed Russians. The Russians have blamed the Ukrainians. The FFB, FSB actually sent out a photo of a truck that they went, this is the truck that did it. Anytime the FSB is super fast, then I think it's Russia. Wait for it. Then they sent out <laughs> a, a an x-ray of that truck yeah. saying we spotted it going on the bridge but we couldn't stop it. But the thing is the photo of the truck has three wheels at the back of the container and mm. two wheels at the front, but the X-ray have three wheels at the back and one wheel at the front. So it's like, 
what happened to that axle, right? To which the FSB went, shut up, sit down. There's nothing to do with truck, right? So the whole thing is, this is another one of these things about the grey zone, about hybrid, about false flag, Mm. where we don't know what's going on. Also, I didn't understand why they blew up. I mean, I get why they blew up the bridge, but there was no real casualties. It was like... It was just kind of out of left field. Right. So there's two ways of thinking and about then, it. The, and then what happened afterwards, Russia just, uh, you know, well, bombed ag- Kiev. Again, it comes down to one of those one of those false flag operations like the mm. start of World War II. Uh, and through history, there's hundreds of these ones where people dress up in somebody else's uniform, attack their own village and then run away. It's like September 11 was an inside job. Yeah, I was actually <laughs> flying the plane. Right. So the whole thing is like, and with the Ukraine attacking it, it makes makes a lot of sense. We're going to, A, cut off your big bridge that gets you to the Crimea, yeah. and two, you've just turned around and said, if you attack anything that the Russians own, we'd uh, regard that as an act of war. Well, it's an act of war. Screw yeah. you. Which makes a lot of sense. The other thing for the Ukrainians is we can blow up the Kirsch Bridge because we've got a land bridge. We've got the Donbass now, so we can literally get our troops supplied. Mm. So- Let's blow up that bridge and use that as a precursor to then, because literally within hours after the bridge was gone, there were airstrikes on critical infrastructure in the Ukraine. And as someone said, you don't throw that together in five minutes. Yeah. You have that set ready to go. Now, they're in a war. They are going to have that kind of operation set ready to go. They just need a precursor for it. Well, actually, do they really need a reason? Well, I think Russia is losing favour, particularly with the West. Not that they care so much about that, but also I think China is a little bit like, what's going on here? So I think in some regards, they need to have a little bit of cause and effect. Yeah. Now, here's the interesting thing about that is a lot of people are sort of like saying these are not false flag operations. If it is mm. Russia behind, and even the little green men who they Russia sent- has Russia has form here, though. Russia likes to blow themselves up to create drama. Yeah, but here's the really interesting thing about this. When they went into Crimea, mm. they, they annexed another country's territory. Yes. No one did anything. No. Right, when they started interfering in the US election, right, Obama turned around to Putin at a meeting in Europe and went, you can stop that right now. Mm. But there was no or else. No. Right Now, if he'd said or else, Russia was then going to go, okay, we've got to think about this because yeah. they might actually do something. The thing is, no one is acting on their threats. They're saying to the Russians, hey, come on, guys, you know, Crimea, really? Like, and they just went, what are you going to do? Well, now that now it's all turning around. The Ukrainians are taking back a lot of that annexed land. Oh, certainly, certainly. but And they're doing that because the Americans, the everyone's Brits, supporting them. everyone's throwing yeah. weaponry at them. So well, I think now Russia's getting the what else? Well, yeah, they're, they're now getting the you know, yeah. or else. But or, or still, like the classic is the nuclear threat when they turn around and the nuclear. But they're not. They're not going to. They're not going to do anything. Well, we said that they like when the Americans turned around to the world and went. They've just dumped one hundred seventy-five thousand troops on the Ukrainian mm. border. They're going to invade, and the rest of the world went. No, 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 no. I mean, I even remember going. This is just saber rattling. Yeah. No, it's not saber rattling. The well, thing is, with the Russians. They do do it. Now, they can do, They could set off a nuke just as a demonstration. We are willing to do this. I, I don't think he's going to do it. And, like, I've listened to a lot of people who their specialty is, like, Russia. Yeah. And a lot of them are saying, look, he's not. He's smarter than that. He, there is no real reason for him to want to do this. He's, he's not going to do it. Yeah. The only problem with that is if he feels that cornered, 
when he if he gets to the point where it's like but, I have no other option here to survive. But the West hasn't been paying attention to all of Russia's threats to the rest of the world, and apparently Putin does this all the time. He oh. threatens nuclear. All the time. Oh, yeah, oh, I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree that. So, he- but like the West, hearing it, go, hang on. But this is the first time we've been involved or so intricately involved yeah. in what's going on in yeah. Europe. Right. So, well, that's the interesting thing for us. We're selling Bushmasters. Yeah. Right? And coal. I don't know if it's arrived yet. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we are selling things to them. Not a lot. Mainly because, A, it's a long way to ship stuff. And they can get stuff a lot faster and a lot mm. easier out of Europe and the US than they mm. can from us. But we want to be part of the, we want to be part of the scene. Yep. We want everyone to go, yeah, Australia, good on you. But with the nukes, right, the, the whole thing with the nukes, there are options. And as I said, on a, a Russian chat show, uh, I'll post the link because there is one guy that just sits there with a pair of sunglasses on and you just think, who the hell are you and what do you do for a living? Because you just look as creepy as hell. But essentially, one of the panellists, one of the experts on this Russian panellist said, the Ukrainians have a nuke. It's sitting in Mikhailov, which is a city mm. in one of the occupied regions. They're going to go on this counteroffensive. They're going to detonate that nuke. They're going to blame Russia, and that will drag the Americans into the war. Now, a couple of things about that. One, the Ukraine don't have nukes, right? They used to. No, they don't. But they handed them back to the owners, yep. Russia, when they got their independence. And when, and for anyone who thinks, yeah, but maybe they just kept one on the sly, you can't do that with nukes. They're, they're incredibly, of all the things on the planet, they're regular. Also, it's very Russian to assume what Russia would do, everyone else would do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, that's another really like, interesting point. You know what? That's something you guys might do. No one else thinks like that. <laughs> yeah, you, you might want to blow up Stalingrad, but we don't. Yeah. Right? And now the interesting thing about that as well is, of course, when – and this comes down to the whole conspiracy theory idea. As soon as someone turned around and said, well, they don't have any nukes, um, it was like, well, the Americans can give them one. Well, no, the Americans won't even give them long-range missiles. So no. there's no way they're going to give them a no. nuke because the Americans do not want a ground as, war. As if any other country would give Ukraine a nuke just on the off chance they might want to use it. Yeah, guys, like- yeah, you want a nuke? Yeah, I, I could give you, I could give you a couple of Bushmasters. Yeah, yeah. I can give you some cowl. And, oh, we've got so a nuke bizarre. liner here. Yeah, it's so bizarre. Yeah. Right, but the whole thing is when this guy was confronted and someone said, well, how, do they, how would they get a nuke? Yeah. When it was finally like the Americans were give them one. No one's going to give them no. one. And you got all of yours back. Oh, well, they take they take uh, nuclear waste from one of their reactors and blow up dirty bomb. And it's like, my godfather, you're desperate for this to escalate. Yes. And this is the thing. What's going on now is we're not getting a lot of information out of Russia. Right? Mm. Russia has been very, very cagey with the amount of information they got. God knows what's going on with the protests in there. God knows what's like recently it's just come out that they're shutting down the yeah. the recruiting drive, uh, the, re- the recruiting drive with koshers and mm. you know black hoods and being thrown in the back of a van. They're shutting that down simply because they're losing control of it. Yeah, and right. they're also losing control of the fact that troops. There is now a website if you're a, a Russian soldier, you can go on and go. I'd like to surrender, please. Where can I meet you? Mm. It's like a Tinder date for for deserters. It's Fabulous. Just, yeah. And, you know, Ukraine sits there and goes, ooh, swipe left, swipe left. Ooh, swipe right. We'll keep him. We like him. He's a colonel, right? So the whole thing is what's going on in Russia, what's the scuttlebutt coming out of Russia at the moment is Putin is caged, right? He's so paranoid and he's only getting fed what he wants to hear. Yeah. So they're lose- the reason they've lost control of this was they thought it was going to be quick, in, out, yep. you know, go down to the shops, buy some milk, take over Kiev, go home. 
But even the annexed states. Oh, no, 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 not annexed anymore. They don't they no, belong to Russia. No, 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 but even those ones, like Ukraine's clawing back. Oh, yeah, look, that's the thing. They're now saying we've annexed, we had an election, we've annexed areas that they've lost pretty much all control And of. what we're seeing is, so the Ukrainians are going in there and they're seeing high instances of torture, yep. which are now being um, logged Look, there are going yeah. to be a lot of war crimes uncovered in this one. 100%. There are tr- and the guy who's currently leading the invasion, and we're going to oh, – sorry, special military operation. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not an invasion. Right. The guy that's been given control of it, the, guy, the command of it, yeah. he's regarded as just utterly ruthless. He's basically telling his troops, don't care what you do, just get it done. Right? So when you've got that level of yeah. absolute disregard for – and I, I always find it funny – the rules of war – or the laws of war, right? It's a war. It's chaos. But as you know, with false flags, as we've discovered with false flags, there are rules that you are you can follow. You yeah. should follow, and you should follow. And if you break those, if you break those rules, right? So you know, the guys during the Battle of the Bulge, Operation Grief, it was called, which I think is great. Yeah, Operation Grief. Yeah, it was completely immoral. But it wasn't against the rules. Particularly also, once the bullets started flying, they put their own uniforms back on. I also like how the Americans now use the Battle of the Bulge for something completely different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really one of the great, great moments of American, like just absolute stalwart commitment is now just you want to lose some weight. Yeah, basically. Now we're all really fat. So <laughs> now, now we're battling a different bulge. We're different, b- battling a different <laughs> bulge. But ladies and gentlemen, bottom line is this. There is a lot of stuff coming out of Russia and the Ukraine at the moment where everyone's blaming everyone else and people are calling them false flags. They're not false flags. Yeah. Right. They're We've not cleared it up. They're not grey zone. This is hybrid warfare at its like really at its zenith at the moment. This whole idea of yeah. like the 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 bridge, the pipeline, all of these things are unaccountable. They don't know who did it. We can surmise it, we yeah. can estimate it, but we cannot comprehensively say that was the Russians. There's a lot of confusion the- and what comes out of confusion is exactly what the perpetrator wants. And that's exactly right. As Robert McNamara said in his book it's the fog of war. Once you're in war, you know, the truth is the first victim. Although it's not technically a war. No, 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 no. The, the fog of special military operations. Yeah. The fog of a slight disagreement yes. over who owns what. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is what we're going to have to do if we ever separate. Which is why I liked, you know, the Russians invade and they mutilate people and kill them and Ukraine captures Russia and just offers them a cup of tea and says, do you want to call your parents? Yeah, you want to call your mum? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're going to cut your nose off and we're going to give you coffee, tea. Oh, tea, tea. Yeah, nice. Kill. Cool.